0: What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back with another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. Y'all, I met John B. I I met John B now now I know what you're thinking. Okay. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking John B. Isn't, uh, a black man. Okay. I know you, I know you probably thinking that. However, John B is John B and John B sing R and B. And if we talking about some R and B music and, and, and just the spirit of singing them black songs, we will not be looking, overlooking John B. I met John B. So, and sorry, it's it's going to be a noisy one too. The background is noisy. Stuff going on, people barking the whole, it's a whole thing. Okay. But the point, if you know me and you have known me in the 1990s, specifically between 1997 and I would say around 2002, you would know that John B was probably one of my favorite R&B singers. Y'all know I love me some R&B dudes. I love me some R&B dudes. John B was at the top of the list. Back then we had John B, Joe, Twelve came out. Back then we had, I wasn't really up on Jacket Edge. I appreciated them. But if they was an R&B dude, I was all over it. Okay. John B cool relax came out around 97 are you still down and they don't know had me in a complete chokehold that whole cool relax album was 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 it it got heavy burn on my dismant and then my my 19 whatever saturn then a couple years later the pleasures you like album i'm talking about john b it's john b so with that in mind It was Grammy week this past week. I went to and helped out and worked some of the events, but I was specifically at Recording Academy Honors. That night, they honored uh, Lenny Kravitz and Mariah Carey. Everybody was there. You know, people, black music, people within the industry. It was a good old time. I'm standing next to one of my homegirls and we just chit-chatting and having a little good kiki. And she looks over and she says, oh, shoot, that's John B. Now, I have wanted and waited 25-ish years to be around John B. I don't know what I was going to say or do, but back in 1997, I said, you know, one day I'm going to be John B. So when she said, oh, shoot, that's John B. I said, John B. John John B. Okay, John B. Jonathan B. That John B.? John Bartholomew Mule, I know that ain't his last name, but we Jonathan B. That one, are you still down? They don't know John B. She points. I see John, Mother F and B. She makes a beeline over to John B. I'm still standing there because I don't really have it like I used to back in the day. I can roll up on anybody and and just start talking. Now I'm a little more reserved. I understand that people need their personal space. Sometimes people don't necessarily like that. However, I do want to make sure people know that I appreciate their work and I'm their, uh, one of their biggest fans. Okay. So I made my way over to Jonathan B. And I said, John B. I'm so happy to meet you. I have been a big fan since 1997. I had your cool relaxed CD in my first car in, in, in high school. I went to see you perform at the IMA sports arena in Flint, Michigan in 1998 and destiny's child was the opener i hit him with all the facts okay he said you know what i really appreciate that thank you so much that's so nice of you to say thank you so much i really appreciate it yeah that's what's up i said john b can i have a picture he said of course absolutely and that's how he talked he talked like an r&b dude he don't got no loud voice where he be yelling and barking. He talk like this, like, he, you know, like he been in the business for some time. He got that R&B dude voice. So I take pictures with John B. I said, thank you so much, John B. Then I said, John B, you going to be at Lovers and Friends? Because they saying that people ain't going to be there. And I saw your name. Did they lie? He said, no, I'm going to really be there. Come and support. I said, you know what? I'm going to be out that thing. I thanked him. And then I scurried away and told everybody how I met John B. I can't believe it. I y'all, when I tell y'all, I am so happy. I am so happy that I met John B. And I don't. I mean, I I know why. I'm just very nostalgic, and I low key get more excited about older artists than I do with new people. So I saw John B. I was over the moon years ago. I met Carl Thomas. You couldn't tell me nothing when I met Carl Thomas. Let me tell you, I was going into a club in New York City because, you know, I used to be tearing up the streets back in New York. If you know, you know. And we were waiting in line to get into this particular club. And right behind me and my homegirl was Carl M.F. Thomas. So when you say I said John B. had me in a chokehold, Carl Thomas simultaneously had me into this in the same vice grip. Okay. I looked, I said, oh my God, Carl Thomas. He was like, hey, how you doing? Had a chit chat. We standing in, in trying to get in. We having a good old kiki. He was the nicest, funniest man. He talked about how his baby mama went to Hampton and how... He always had a good time when he went down there. He played at our homecoming concert one year. So we talked about that. He said he was a good old time and blah, 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 blah. Y'all, we just cut, chopped it up, cut up with Emma with F and Carl Thomas. So when I tell y'all I'd be excited to meet these R&B dudes, i am be excited. And women. So people was hitting me up like, you got to talk about it on Black News. Of course I'm going to talk about it on Black News. Okay? And... With that said, again, who else next on the list? Joe. Joe Thomas, you next up, boo. Where you at, Joe? Case, where you at? Joe Jody C. I'm at 112. We, I still got that signed 112 CD when they used to come to Hampton all the time. But they can think next. And I'm not talking about 56. Okay, the two of them. I mean all four 112. The complete box set of 112. Anywho, I needed to share that. Let me know if you loved John B as much as I did and if not who is on your R&B list of must or need to meet people let me hit me up hit me up and let me know your thoughts you can find me at Cornelia on social media now real quick speaking of blue-eyed soul Travis Kelce and I know what you're thinking. I'm just addressing this because of the context surrounding this situation is part of black news. Okay. I know what you're thinking. Travis Kelsey. Is it Kelsey or Kelsey? Who knows? Kelsey. Super Bowl's coming up. Usher. Our, our dog Usher performing. Whether you got a team in the Super Bowl or not. Whether you still boycott Matt and Colin Kaepernick for getting blackballed. All this other stuff. We're going to watch Usher, okay? And he announced his tour today. So, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. Tickets go on sale on Friday. I'm getting mine. If you coming, you're coming. If you ain't, you're going to be left out. But, he getting ready for the Super Bowl, doing press. Somehow along the way, and all of the hoopla, the media, New York Times and them, or whatever platform started this, Started to say that people were going, kids, young men. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they some white guys, white white boy, boys, going into the barbershop, shop asking for the Travis Kelsey, and saying that his haircut is like significant and and is indicative of him. That they want the Travis Kelsey when we know as a people that ain't nothing but a fade. Okay, that is a fade. He has a fade. So somehow over the week, people have been complaining, talking about black people didn't invent the fade, and they were saying how the military people had to get a fade in the military this whole time. But that's actually not a fade. That's the high and tight. That's a that's the high and tight, which is not a fade. Because the fade, the hair is blended in, going up into the hair section, the like the portion of the hair where, um, usually at the side of the top of the hair where it starts, but Travis Kelse was asked during press about what people have been saying and this is what he had to say and I'm glad he cleared this up shout out to Travis Kelsey or Kelce whatever the boy in that I don't know his last name I'm old hold on this is what he said absolutely ridiculous and to, do it, and to do it on February 1st to throw me to the walls like that that was messed up man I don't want anything to do with that one man I, I, I got a good fade if you need it though it's a two on top a nice high to mid fade with the taper in the back but I didn't invent that I just asked for it. I did not invent it. I just asked for it. I did not invent it. I just asked for it. Travis Kelsey did not invent the fade. We know this, but why why people be doing this? This is why you need diversity in your newsrooms and in your organizations. It is not just because you want to have diversity and everything affirmative action and all no. You need if you're gonna be out here in the world as a credible news source in a place where people can come to receive accurate information, you have to have people of all demographics on your staff for checks and balances purposes. And I know it's just all in good fun and they talk about people going and ask for Travis Kelsey, but they really are doing that. And you have to have people on your news staff to know that he did not admit that. That is the fade. That way you would avoid getting ate up on social media because they was eating their asses up. You could have avoided this, the New York Times. We didn't have to do this. These boys going into the barbershop, they pointing to the number two or three to four to five on the barbershop haircut chart that's still on the wall. They're saying, I want that. That is what they want. It's not called the Travis Kelsey. It's a fade. Let me know though. Do you even care? I just brought that up because we talked about blue eyed soul and it transitioned nicely into that particular topic, but feel free to hit me up on social media with your thoughts about it. Y'all know where to find me. So as I mentioned briefly, this past week was Grammy week, lots of events, lots of things happening, a lot of things happening, and I'm going to be completely honest before even getting into this particular topic. Black news, y'all know I talk about a lot of music and things and whatnot, but there I do have a conflict. I have actual conflict when it comes to being able to talk about and discuss things in a certain way, particular around this topic. So for the sake of Black News this week, and I, I can't... Hey, it, it is what it is. I will talk about some of the happenings, the high points. And in some contexts, I can't, I'm not really going to be like going in on the context. I just, you know, hey, I'm I'm unable. So for this, let me just give some high points. Okay. First, shout out to Victoria Monet. We were just talking about R&B. And R&B over the years has definitely shifted and changed, right? It is no longer the classic R&B, although there are certain artists who do have some, like, they still have some DNA of old, R&B artists of old. But for the most part, the r that we knew is slightly different. Some that I love and some that I don't really understand or it doesn't connect with me because a lot of the context would be young. Because I'm going to tell you sometimes, sometimes we be talking about something and I be getting triggered. OK, be pulling up uh, reminders of the old me and the stuff that I used to be going through. OK, so some of that I just can't do it because it's about my mental health. But one artist and one body of work that I really love and connect with is Victoria Monet. Her most recent album, Jaguar 2, that thing, jamming. Oh, My Mama, yes, that was like her most commercial hit, but it's that thing. It is a good song. It's a good album. In this past week, she won, I believe, three awards. The biggest is Best New Artist. And I think I read something that they said the first the first time a black R&B singer an R&B singer won best new artist in like twenty something years whatever the stat may be, that is the most well deserved because that is the perfect example. Victoria Monet is the perfect example. Of the idea of artist development and being in the business and in your industry for quite some time because she's about 34 years old. She said she moved to LA in about 2008. This woman has been singing and songwriting and dancing behind the scenes and doing all this stuff for years and is just now getting to that level of success that is recognizable. That also speaks to just entertainment as a whole because. Y'all know this, I think I talk about this quite often. Y'all probably have people um in the arts in your own personal lives. Just because you pursue some something, doesn't mean that you'll get to that point. You can make a living off being an artist and being a performer. Sometimes you can't make a living off being an artist and, and being a performer, but not everybody becomes a superstar and gets that status. So seeing it happen for somebody, it is really great to experience that as a consumer and as a fan, because again, when you know, you know, and you be the, the, everybody can't, and everybody can't make it. Everybody don't make it. And it's a hard role. So I'm really happy for her. She brought her daughter onto the red carpet child. That little girl, so cute, but she was not having it. She was meme mugging everybody, which was hilarious because maybe y'all are aware of this, It was a dang monsoon in L.A. the week that weekend. It was raining harder than I have experienced being outside. When it's raining, I'm going to stay indoors. It was pouring down raining. People were literally walking into that show looking like wet dogs. Okay, so I'm sure her daughter was uncomfortable. It was cold, all of that, but she looked adorable and she was there dressed in a similar color, this gold, bronze, is color as her mommy. And it just seemed like it was an overall good night for that family. So shout out to her. Another thing, Killer Mike won three Grammys for his rap album, Michael. Now, I haven't listened to it. I Y'all know I think I'm a rap head, but I for, somehow forgot or didn't just slip under the radar that he had an album out. But Killer Mike won best rap album he won best rap song and he also won one best rap performance that man is in his 40s y'all know they talk about how rap ain't for old people and it's a young person sport um I don't think so we're starting to see otherwise and we're starting to see the longevity of, of the genre because you know because rap is so new we really don't know what the um what the potential is or how far it could go. We're actually experiencing it in real time. As we're rock people can be in rock and country and they can be, you know, older and, and nobody really bats an eye. But we're seeing it in real time in an the example with Killer Mike. So congrats to him. Also there was a song he won for um I think Andre Three Thousand was on there and it wasn't for the flute. He was rapping his ass off. So I'm gonna listen to that the full album just so I can be a part of the number when people having a discussion about it. But simultaneously Killer Mike got put in handcuffs at the award show. And we're still trying to figure out um, as as far as the public, what happened and why that is. Now I feel like one of the most notable things that happened was Jay-Z accepted an award. He received the global impact award. And he walked on stage with Blue Ivy. Y'all, Blue Ivy is just becoming a beautiful young woman. Ain't she? Blue Ivy. And at first, I feel like Blue Ivy was just two years old. Remember, she was like two. She went from two years old to on tour to now this tall and beautiful young woman who looks like her mother and father blended into one I mean, she is just growing up right before eyes. And I sound like and feel like an old ass woman saying that, but she really is just, I mean, it's just really lovely to see. And stuff like that really makes me happy because that's a hell of a legacy and a hell of a life. And I'm just excited about the possibilities for her, cause she can literally do anything that she wants. Blue Ivy can literally decide which what she wants to do. She can be going the business side of music. She can stay out of music completely, going to TV and film. Hell, Blue Ivy can decide she ain't want none of this and become a doctor or a lawyer. It, literally, we just waiting to see what happens but i just before even the, the going into the rest of that just she's just such a beautiful young woman right 12 years old just so cute um but her father with her on stage received and accepted the award and gave an elaborate speech that addressed many things he talked about um he gave he mentioned how his wife didn't has the most uh, was this the most awarded but never won album of the year? He talked about how in the past the um the rap uh, rap members of the rap community boycotted the first award show when GJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won. Then he talked about when DMX was nominated, they boycotted and still watched. But the moral of the story is to keep showing up regardless of what the award is or what the accolade keeps showing up until they call you genius, until they call you great, until you the chairman, and so on keep showing up but that conversation has sparked many other conversations whether it's about self-worth award shows black people and so on and I often talk about this as it relates to like the tv and film because again I'm directly related to that as a member of an actor's union And some of and and how the voting process in regards to SAG works and what we go through and experience when we are selecting who wins awards. It is sent out to a body of, of people. You watch the movies. Hell, I'm actually watching movies right now to be able to vote on the SAG awards. Trying to squeeze all of these, this content in before the deadline, TV and film voting on all categories from costume to performances, to makeup, to sound, F- VFX, all of that. So like Jay-Z mentioned, votes are subjective, right? you going to pick who you like. You're going to pick what sticks out to you. Sometimes you listen, like you may not even belong in the category. Who knows? Whatever. The point is... I appreciated it because it's one thing to accept the war, but it's another thing to be bold and to stand up or feel like you stand enough for people that you care about and your wife. It's another thing to have a message that can apply to anybody because that's that show up part that applies to whether you at your job, whether you are in the arts whether you are, you know, a mom or a father, just trying to do the best you can keep showing up until they give you your, your worth. That's just a good, um, anecdote, anecdote for life. So I'm not going, that's, that's all I'm I'm, going to give you now. And I was debating on playing the speech, but that thing like five minutes long. Okay. Go on YouTube or go on the uh on the twitter and listen to it and feel free to chime in and let me know your thoughts about um about what he said and about all of the conversations that have happened after the fact let me know you can find me on social media at canelia On this week's episode of Black News, we discussed the fact that I met John B. in L.A. this past week. Can't believe it. We also talked about Victoria Monet and her wonderful music and the awards that she received this past week, as well as Killer Mike making waves in the rap categories. And also the fact that people tried to say that Travis Kelce invented the fade. Hit me up and let me know your thoughts about all of these topics, some or none. And I'll check back with you guys next time. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again for supporting the podcast by sharing, liking, subscribing, and rating five stars on your favorite podcast app. To find more information about me, you can check me out at, at Canelia on social media, as well as on my website, which is canelia.com. And as always, thanks for supporting, and I'll be back next week with new topics and a new episode.